1: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
0: Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU, and right now, the third episode of Miss Marvel. I'm Alex Marvel. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, I'm uh,
0: Justin Marvel. I'm Pete. Not related to being Justin, obviously. Peach now, if DC, you, <laughs> we're brothers. <laughs> brothers. Now, if you haven't watched the third episode of Miss Marvel titled "Destined on Destiny," Destiny Plus, Destiny Plus. Plus. Too many words that sound the same. That's. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just throwing that out there. That's. Okay. The it is our destiny.
2: It is our destiny to watch. Plus, it's fun to
0: watch. If you haven't watched it yet, go watch it on Disney+, Plus because we're going to spoil it. But the big overarching overview here is we finally get the reveal of the villains. Specifically, Mm -hmm. it's Naja, who is the woman that we met at the end of the last episode. And a group called, many names, but I think we can call them the clandestine. Uh, We'll get into some of the Marvel Comics origins of those characters as we go through the episode. They fight with Kamala at... Her brother's wedding ruining it. Her secret almost comes out. But we find out some big revelations about the backstory as well as the greater ties to the Marvel Cinematic Universe over the course of the episode. And by the end here, Kamala is faced with some big decisions in terms of what she's going to do forward. Nakia also finds out her secret. Bruno is very hurt. So this is really the turn for the series is going on here. And we'll see how things are going forward. But – Why don't we get into it? What were your big takeaways? What did you what you think about this? Uh, I
1: I love how sweet the show is. There's a lot of like adorable moments. I I feel like what's great is we're getting a superior show, but we're also getting a a show that's about family and people going Mm -hmm. through changes and figure out who they are and stuff. And uh, I love that at the core. It's a nice kind of like refresher before all the madness begins and stuff like that. And uh, all the characters are really great and, uh, you know, get to kind of like shine. So uh, and her brother was hysterical. And and, the best. Yeah, like just uh, uh, and uh, man, the dancing was fun. This was this was a fun app.
2: Yeah the it, the con family really is the core of this show and I think it's just the the casting they've done for for mom dad amir like it's so great and they're so fun to watch because as a whole I thought this episode for the story was very like not much happened it was very a middle episode oh, and it felt you. like everyone was just oh, talking to Oh come on uh, What you don't Come on man
1: I mean, about? it it
2: literally is that. It's a middle episode. <laughs> come on. Uh, so it just felt like it was like here here are all the themes we're dealing with.
1: We and got Brown Jovi in this. This was so much love fun. Brown I Jovi. mean, come on. Living dude. on a prayer. I'm here. For mean, it. I'm not saying a great fight sequence have a song going. I mean, what are you talking about?
2: I think we talk about this a lot with Marvel shows, though. They have a a sort of a formula that – and this one was – feels like it's so far out of that uh, because of all the cultural touchstones, all the like different um, uh, creative elements they're adding to the show. But then we get this episode. I'm like, ah, yes. I know this episode in the Marvel run of episodes.
0: Are you mad? Well, I'll say I think the formula – the formula they're hewing a lot closer to than Marvel in the show is Gossip Girl, because every episode of the show, it's all built around some central event. All the characters go there. They really wreck the event by the end of the episode and then ultimately learn a couple of lessons along the way. <laughs> oh so, wow.
2: Yeah, wow. Interesting. Interesting. Going hard, so that's goss. the main connection here.
0: Yeah, that's how the main many, connection.
2: And, uh, how many Muslim weddings were in Gossip Girl? Like, once a
0: season. Yeah. Um, well, Blake Lively definitely got Muslim married at some point. Wow. Okay.
2: I don't know if that's true or false. No, because that's I definitely am not, not a... true. That's no. terrible.
0: Um, uh, no, obviously there weren't. Uh, it was just a thought that I had while watching the episode. Yeah. It just seems like this is probably in their Bible somewhere. They're like, we're going to build to this event. Something's going to go wrong there with Miss Marvel's powers. And then we're going to kind of go from there. She messes up a little bit. I do appreciate, I will throw out there just to... Push this discussion forward a little bit I do appreciate that she becomes more and more Capable every episode But as we've been talking About she's still not like An unstoppable superhero she still hurts Her knee in this episode She She almost falls
2: during the dance yeah, she's mostly she's even-
0: working on instinct, frankly. Like, yeah. her powers are just kind of working on their own, and she's following along with it. So I, I, I like that. I like the way they are treating that, and it feels much more realistic and grounded, despite the fact that we're dealing with other universes and gin and all of these other things.
1: The also, era. we kind of get a little bit her closer to being what we've seen in the comic books with that kind of long punch move. Uh, that was straight uh, from the comics, so it was kind of cool to see... Uh, uh that happening as well
2: yeah she's got a real
1: jelly hand understanding of the
2: powers yeah uh, i mean yeah, parents exactly. out there will know what i mean by jelly hand it's a toy that's sticky and it's a hand and it's gross it's immediately covered in dust and <laughs> random cheerios it's a disgusting thing and that's what it reminds me of every time she uses her powers um, Oh man, but I'm i do sorry, think we you have get to this...
1: relive that nightmare all the time yeah
2: surely. um I, I do think we there's a when Bruno gets hurt, she sort of dials into her. Uh, she gets better at it. And I think that's this episode is setting up just how much her family cares about her. In the first two episodes, it was a lot of like her in conflict with her mom and dad a little bit. Her disappointing them at making her dad's um, cosplay look embarrassing. Truly. Which, oh, mind you, on. shows
0: up at the wedding. Yeah, the kid does. is wearing the Hulk costume this yeah, episode, though. which I thought was a very cute Called Fun. Yeah. Uh
2: But I do think, like, that's, to me, setting up, like, her family really does care about her and are sort of rallying around her. And that will be the thing that unlocks her real uh, Miss Marvel transformation.
0: Mm. Well, speaking of which, why don't we talk about the big continuity stuff that happens in this episode? Because right at the beginning, we get a flashback to 1942. We see Aisha and Naja are with this team that we later find out is the clandestines, the djinn. They are uh, people from Nor, I believe it's N-O-O-R is the yeah. way that you spell that, an alternate dimension, and they are thought of as Jins or genies or whatever you want to call them, demons, as the dad helpfully lays out later on. And all they want to do is use these that bangles was coincidental. Yeah, use these bangles to get back to their dimension. The unfortunate side effect is it's going to be destroy everything. Uh, but we find out a lot of information here, not least of which is that there's two bangles. One was on a blue wrist, which initially I thought tied into the whole Cree thing that we've been Me talking too. about. Oh, it may still... But yeah. also, you know, it could be blue like Aladdin's genie. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Of course. Nice. Talking about Will Smith. Oh, I was thinking
1: Smurf. Yeah. I was thinking yeah, yeah, Smurf. Will Smith,
0: the original genie from the original Aladdin.
2: Yeah. The most uh, celebrated genie performer of all time. Oh, the the
0: stop
1: that. other. Don't. No. Literally right, just I'm saying this to see, troll Pete. I'm no other reason to say this than to just make you Pete you mad. I'm not going to fame Robin Williams. All right. The greatest. The uh, gold. Oh, who
2: did he, that's the Mrs. Doubtfire <gasps> guy, right?
1: It's so much more and don't undercut what he was and what he meant to people.
0: So there's a couple Everybody. of continuity things that I wanted to lay out here that tie into the comics as well as the greater MCU. And then, of course, uh, would love to hear what you guys think and are speculating about them. Uh, the big one with the gin, specifically when I mentioned the clandestines. I don't think they're specifically doing this, but there is a group that I believe was created by Alan Davis in the 1990s called Clan Destine. And it was this dude who was a medieval dude, fell in love with a djinn, a genie, and they had a whole series of superpowered kids. And I think often they were like... In a very convoluted way, antagonists are helping out and have mostly disappeared in the present day. But I think that's what they're riffing off of here. I don't think we're going to see anything specifically about that in this show, but I do think... That's what they're pulling on. That's why they called out the name. That's where they got probably the gin thing. Obviously, that ties a lot into Arabic culture as well, which we're playing on here. So I think that's a nice riff that's going on. But the other big thing this ties into is in the scene at the beginning in 1942 with Aisha and Naja. At the, they're digging through this wreckage. We don't know exactly what went on, why there's a severed arm there with the bangle or anything like that. But when the camera pulls up and reveals on the floor is the Ten Rings. Now, this is something that we talked about oh. in a previous episode was, or at least I was speculating that in the end credits scene of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, we find out that the rings are giving off a signal to somewhere, and then Wong doesn't yep. know what it is. Here, we're getting another connection. It's not explicit. But it's another piece of jewelry that seems to have a connection to the Ten Rings that has a connection to another dimension, which I was, even with the speculation, was honestly surprised about because I know we're feeding directly into the Marvels, which is tying into Captain Marvel. We're going to get Tiana Paris as Monica Rambeau as well. I assume that would tie into Kree stuff, but it certainly seems like we're actually, in some way, tying into Shang-Chi and potentially a bigger story there. It feels that would like. Be awesome. so-
2: to me seeing and hearing all of this it feels like it's getting into earth being the battleground for a cree skrull war hmm. or something like that and i think that could feed into um the upcoming samuel L. jackson series uh so wait you're
0: not you're not convinced about the whole Nor dimension genie thing you think it's still actually the cree
2: i do yeah i think mm-hmm. i feel like they're clearly li- they lied to to Miss Marvel out of the gate so she's like she was f- not fooled by them per se but she was like okay I trust you and then they're clearly like after her I feel like they could easily be but, lying again because I also said, like what is what is nor, nor get us?
1: D- dimension and then they spelled it you know what I mean like mm-hmm. after you spell something yeah I mean that's got to
2: be true that's why spelling bees, you, know, you can't lie to spelling bee. Yeah, exactly. Everybody knows that.
0: Here's the other thing that I do think tees up what you're saying, Justin, that they're potentially lying. And I don't know why. Maybe we brought this up in a previous episode and I missed it. I don't know why this has not occurred to me before. But they mentioned that there's two bangles here. That is straight up the, uh, oh my gosh, why am I? The Naga bands that Captain Marvel. Not Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, but Marvel the Cree Marvel. in the comic yeah. books, whereas he bangs them together and they give him his powers. So, wow, I feel like that's what those are, right? Yeah. Those bangles. I think
2: so because it, I bet the pow- I bet the other one has a slightly different power set, and banging them together makes a much more powerful um, Captain Marvel character. So like I think it's – and just with the Marvels coming up, it feels like we're getting into lineage and legacy and we're going to just sort of scoop all that stuff up into into this like current run of the TV, Marvel Marvel TV universe.
0: Uh, That's all said. Now that we do have the reveal of the baddies and this bad group, the clandestines, how are you feeling about them? How do you like this group? How do you like the villains for the series?
1: I I think they did a great job of like introducing them – and kind of walking that line of like are they good are they bad um but they uh they didn't let us kind of dwell on it too long you know what i mean like we kind of kind of the reveal at the end of the last episode and then in this episode we're like okay clear we, we don't have to kind of go back and forth a whole season or any nonsense like that so I was super happy about that and i also think it makes sense like all right. Instead of just like bum rushing someone and being a dick, try to be nice. See if it works. And if not, like we got to do what we got to do. Uh, but just super rude to ruin a wedding like that. I mean, yeah. wait till afterwards. You know what I mean? You don't have to. You so know I what I mean? Like wait till the, the di- wait till the
2: dinner hits. At least yeah, everyone's exactly, like exactly exactly. You You know. You know. Have an hors d'oeuvre. Take part.
0: Yeah, sit in the back. Enjoy. I got to say, even though I enjoyed this episode, I felt like there were a couple of things that were a little convenient in terms of setting up conflict. Like, there didn't seem to be a clear explanation of why they have waited for decades to find this bangle. And they're like, nope, got to ruin the wedding. Got to get in there right now and murder everybody. Let's go. You know, the why they couldn't wait for a day other than we needed a fight scene of the episode. Well, they they knew where sure. she
1: was. So it's an easy kind of snatch and grab. I situation. mean, they
0: most of the time know where she was because they um, can text her or visit her.
1: And right. she likes them. She's yeah, hanging she out likes with them. them.
0: So they, she was going to help them out. Like there was no turn there. There's no seed where she's like, I don't know if I want to do this. She just says she needs a little more time and that's it. Um, so, I don't know. That felt a little convenient. Also, uh, damage control coming in at the end and taking down the clandestines was cool. I like that. But at the same time, Kamala just sneaking off through the side door and nobody noticing it. Very weird.
2: Well, the clandestine being like, all right, they got us. I like, you guys are <laughs> supposed to be pretty powerful, it seems yeah. like. Uh, the fa- damage control just – and damage control – famously not real big law enforcement they're like mm-hmm. uh, cleanup so uh, the whole thing i'm just like i feel like there's more mystery to damage control they were set up in the first couple episodes as like after uh after miss marvel so like to then now it's like what are they what are they doing are they helpful it it, it just feels like well, we have a lot of mystery here and uh and not a lot of understanding of where we're actually headed I really, besides karachi
1: I, I hear it. Yeah. I, and that was fun. I mean, I'm very excited to get to really meet that grandma. That's, that's going to be love a blessed a grandma. You there's love a nothing, grandma. There's nothing more fun than a grandma who doesn't give a fuck and is, is r- willing to kind of play in the gray who area. Who knows
2: how to use FaceTime?
1: Yeah. yeah. And a bonus <laughs> is into trains. You love trains, Pete. I mean, right? who doesn't love trains? Yeah. Uh, I've seen the train. The you seen, train. Yeah. If you've seen the train, you got to go on a train. I just think it. Uh, I don't know what we were talking about anymore, but I did. (laughs) No, you heard train.
2: You just said train like nine times. When you see train, you choo-choo to train. train uh, Training day, train, train. Seems like you
1: lost your trade of thought. Oh, my God. Okay, so, but the damage control thing was convenient the way they just went after them and lost track of those two, even though it was clear there was a fight with everybody. But the... Oh, go ahead, Pete. And then I
0: want to throw out something. Else I about did
1: damage like those kind of little, uh, uh, the fact that they got an upgrade and are able to kind of mix it up with bad guys a little bit. Is exciting. It's not just what we've seen in the comics where it's like after the fact, they're just kind of cleaning up and being like, man, these superheroes are real assholes. Real uh, so I'm I'm glad. I also really love the Moss scene where they got handled and their ass handed to them. That was really a, a fantastic scene. Yeah. I do think
0: at least part of the confusion in terms of what damage control does has to do with how COVID shifted the schedule. Like Mars, Miss mm. Marvel has been sitting around for a while. Miss Marvel was filming while WandaVision was coming out. Like that's how far back wow. it goes. There was a great story that came out about Aman Valati, who has just constantly been every interview. She's like, I have a legit more hardcore Marvel family than you are was watching yeah. WandaVision on her phone while, fishing, uh, while filming Miss Marvel to the point where Kevin Feige was like, if that's supposed to be watched on a phone, what are you doing? But she was like losing her mind and falling on the floor. And I feel like WandaVision, you have SWORD. It's the sentient weapon organization research and development or whatever it is. Wow. Yes, dude. Nailed that. Yeah. Struggled in the middle, the, but or really or came home. Is. I don't know. I don't know. The That would be the appropriate organization to be taking care of this, I feel like, not damage control. And just the fact that they had all of these trains, right, be it running simultaneously in dude, terms dude. of WandaVision, Miss Marvel, all of these things, movies and things that they're making at the same time. It feels like they didn't know which one was going to pop necessarily. And because of the way it came out, this should have been Sword. It was yeah. damage control because they already had those actors locked in. So.
1: You can't, you can't overplay your sword. All right. You don't want to, you don't want to over sword, you know what I mean? You got to get, you want to get in a little damage control here and there, you know what I mean? Then a little sword, you know, let people know there's a lot of options. You know what I mean? There's a lot going on. I'm
2: with you, Alex, because remember how like Colson was such a, A fun part of the original Phase One Marvel movies, and he really tied it all together. Like if they had introduced some version of that um, here, that could sort of be that for a little, just a little bit for the the Marvel TV shows. I think that would have been fun.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll get some of
2: that.
0: You don't know. See what happens. Wait, wait, wait for it. Um other things in the episode we should talk about, I can just throw out a couple of other Easter eggs that popped up. We got a mention of Eric Selvig, everyone's favorite, still in Skarsgard. Everyone loves that dude. Yes, Bruno reads a bunch of papers by him. I thought maybe we were going to see an appearance like on you know Zoom or something, but we didn't. That's too bad. And another cameo in here, Sana Amanat, who's the editor who helped co-create Miss Marvel, shows up at the wedding very briefly in the background. So fun. that was fun to spot her in there. I don't Ooh. know if G. Willow Wilson was also at the wedding. Um, I just sort of glanced at Sana, but entirely possible. Um. Kax.
2: Uh, to talk Go about ahead. the wedding in general, I thought it was a great set piece. Um, I love all the little sort of bits and pieces of the um, just the traditions of a Muslim wedding that that uh, that I didn't know. And to to see them in the show, I thought was really cool and have them like explain and be like, here's why this happens. Um, the dances as, as like so almost a gift to the couple, I thought was really cool. Um, so in general, I thought I know I was saying this episode didn't have a lot going on, but the, the pieces itself, it I thought
1: were a, a lot were going great. on. Uh, also, uh, the, speaking of the wedding, the, the wife just like having such a great time, you know, like, uh, she's being like fed food. She was loving every minute of it. It was really so great. And, uh, you know, I'm going to bring it up again. Those dance numbers were fun. That was a lot of fun. And I don't care if you have to shoehorn in a wedding like that. That's fun to watch. And then have a fucking fight right after. Great. Thank you. I don't care if it makes sense or not. That's what I want to have happen. So thank you. I
0: I will say, and I will frame this up as I am not a great dancer. Having them be like not great dancers, I thought was pretty fantastic. Keeping it real. Yeah. Yeah, Like they didn't have like a super coordinated dance number. It looked like the sort of thing that they were practicing leading up to a wedding, which I thought was very fun just in terms of the loose movements and everything. And everybody seemed to be having a great time.
2: It's some inside fun. jokes with everyone who knows everyone there. Like, I agree. It was really smartly
1: made. Um, yeah. I, I also want to talk about the, the that sweet moment where she finds out, like, she's dealing with, like, the fact that she went viral. And, like, her just kind of blank stare to that cut, to while she was looking at the video footage was great. But then the moment where she's kind of, like, pulled down and was like, what's wrong, Squishy? And, like, you know, had that dude, bro moment. Oh, it was just so so cool and so touching and it was really nice to see because in those little things you get to see like how much they know and love each other and been through together it's just uh it's really smartly done and well executed yeah what are you feeling about nakia so far this seems like a big episode for her in particular well we got to see her like handling business at the mosque and then kind of like uh, uh, her kind of coming into her own, as also our main characters kind of coming into her own with their powers and stuff. So it's it's cool and exciting and and, and smartly done. I think.
2: I'm curious what her role in the overall show is because she almost feels like she's in a in a separate uh, plot. Um, she's mm-hmm. she's dealing with sort of her aspirations at the mosque, and she gets feels betrayed when she doesn't uh, know about uh, Kamala's powers, but. It felt sort of like, oh, yeah, well, you're not really a part of this whole thing. Like it's Bruno's very much at the center of it. Uh, Kamala's family, like all of that. It just to me, it felt a little like I don't know where what her slot is when this all comes down.
1: Well, I think what I like about it is it's this thing of like her choices that she's going to have to make and who's in her inner circle and like who she trusts, who she doesn't. But like she's been such a huge part of her life. Up until this point. And yeah, now things are happening now where it seems different, but I like it because it's a tie to her old life and plans that they had together to kind of be on the board and, and shake things up and make things right. So yeah, it's, it's a little bit awkward, but I think on purpose in this episode.
2: And I hope so because I really like uh, the story and I like Nakia yeah. as, as a, as a performer, um, Very like I much said, I'm so. just waiting to see how it uh, comes together.
0: I wanted to mention two things that we missed in previous episodes. Probably should have done this at the corrections at the beginning of the episode. Sorry, everybody.
2: Yeah, we cut the corrections. We don't make mistakes. Oh, no. no mistakes. Uh, this totally was not a mistake. Mistakes. We
0: purposely omitted these facts. Uh, the first one, somebody pointed out in the YouTube comments, which I had completely missed. The kid who was taking selfies out the window in the last episode of the mosque seems to be the shoe stealer from the mosque because he seemed to have Nokia's shoes at that point. Uh, which I thought was a really good catch. So that ties up that little plot line. Mm-hmm. And another one, we had talked a little bit about Eternals and whether this ties into Eternals. And we did, in fact, miss an Eternals reference in the previous episode uh, when Cameron and Kamala are talking on their pseudo date. He brings up Kingo and uh, Kingo's grandfather. That's Kamal Nanjiani's character from Eternals. Uh, and it's a fun little thing because we know as viewers that it's the same guy just pretending to be his own grandfather and father, et cetera. Uh, but they're talking about him as... Two separate actors.
2: So- well, and that's another reason why I feel like uh, clandestine feels like it's like, why are we adding this other like different dimension where these people are from? And like when we have Eternals, Cree, we have all this stuff like right mm-hmm. here on the table. I, that's why I feel like it's going to be uh, a red herring and it's going to end up folding back into into probably the Cree, but one
0: of them. Yeah, that's definitely possible. Um, all right, before we wrap up here, any other moments from the episode that you guys wanted to mention in particular?
1: Uh, well, yeah, I want to go back to the wedding real quick. I really love the part where you have to say <laughs> I do three <laughs> times. I thought that mm-hmm. was so cool. It was cool. You know what I mean? Like, it was really kind of checking Knock with someone in. to make sure they're sure. And, like, uh, I thought it was just really sweet. And uh, I thought it was a really, and uh, you know, maybe outside of all the things that are going on in the show but still like such a kind of nice moment to take a break and to kind of show this whole thing and a peek into what uh uh their kind of like marriages are like and stuff i thought it was so so nice and uh uh, pretty cool
2: does that work if you could ask a question like uh two or three times in a row are you like i do Ooh, well, you think about I it.
1: You're kind of like if you have to just say, like, "Oh, yeah, of course," mm-hmm. but then you're like, "Yeah, but seriously?" You're kind of like, "Oh, yeah, wow, you're right."
2: Uh, I, I guess think all, all servers and restaurants should ask you, "Like, are you sure? Do you want that?"
0: Yeah. So sure. <laughs> yeah. I would immediately change my order. I would have exactly. been for three you're times. You're right. You're right. What do I do? Uh, you them. want. Whatever Meat you, you just choose something up. for me. It's yeah, fine. Yeah,
1: yeah. What lettuce,
2: bacon. I've the lettuce and bacon. Oh god.
0: All right, before we wrap up then, why don't we go to our vision board where we talk about what we want to see in the next episode. Pete, what is on your
1: vision board? For okay, more four?
0: Brown Jovi,
1: Avi. I want every fight <laughs> sequence scored uh, by Bon Jovi and a shout out. Uh, I just feel like uh, that was a lot of fun. But I want, uh, also, I'm worried about how her team is going to work. You know, we got these kind of the importance of family. And I'm just wondering if Bruno is going to Caltech, like uh, what's that going to mean and who's on her side. So I'd like to kind of like get her inner circle kind of nailed down so we can really start just fighting crime. You know what I mean?
2: I think that's great. Uh, similarly to Pete um, in the music tip. I think this show has great music. Are we going to get the bangles singing eternal flame
0: when mm, the we wow. finally
2: see both Bangles come together, something yeah, we will great. perhaps see this
1: series. I will
0: say Bon Jovi is very Jersey, so that seemed on on the nose there. I don't I, know I, if I don't, the Bangles will be the same way, but... I'm,
1: he's bigger than, than Jersey. A it's bigger a good song. It's Bigger than Jersey.
0: Yeah. On my vision board, we already got what I wanted for the last episode, which was a reveal of the villains, which I was very happy about. Now I would love to see an episode for the more explicit ties in terms of the Marvel Universe at all. They've been teasing it for the past couple of episodes, given that we are seemingly taking some sort of trip to the past and going to find out more about Aisha potentially meeting her. I would love to find out that history and maybe have some clarity on, yes, actually, this is the Kree or no, there is a dimension of Jin, and that's where you come from um, in the episode, because I think that'll really kick us into high gear as we get so into episodes five and six. So you're saying my
1: Smurfs crossover over is completely uh, off no. the table.
0: I think we can guarantee that's where we're headed here. All,
1: yeah. right, all right, we do need some sort of gargamel character who Whoa.
2: is trying to turn
0: Miss Marvel into gold. I would appreciate that.
2: Nice. Uh, thank you for tra- tracking down the the deep Smurf mythology. <laughs> he not only was just a random villain; he was trying to turn them into gold. Random. Mm-hmm. Um, let me say also, like. Um, I do think getting the family to really – Kamala to actually talk to her family, come clean with them, and getting them to all work together because they're a powerful unit, I think. And if they can all get together and be behind her, I think that is the secret sauce, and I'm ready for it. It feels like we're going to get there. I think next episode is the time to do it.
0: Oh, I have one more, actually. I don't want to wait until episode six to see her in costume. I'm tired of that in superhero shows. She got the mask this episode. Let's just – Speed that yeah, We don't get to see it. We're speed just it kinda-
1: out. One little piece at a time. You know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah. Slowly building your, your
2: uniform. 100%. That's how like, I get dressed. One Over the yeah. course of five days, I slowly <laughs> put on my clothes. So if you meet me on a Smart. Monday, watch Smart. out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing
0: a lot. Straight up Donald Duckin, man. Donald <laughs> oh, Duckin. Oh, If you would like to support our podcast, patreon.com slash comic book oh, club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast on YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Miss Marvel, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Marvel Vision Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many
1: more. Until next time, stay marvelous. And the uh, the Marvel flip was really great at the beginning of the episode.
2: Toot toot, to all aboard the train train. Choo choo.